You know, I just want to compliment you and your wife. I just, I see such beauty coming forth from your wife and from you. God is doing, I'm telling you, God's positioned you. He's positioned you. Uh, I have, the Lord woke me up this week uh, about today. And um, he woke me up. Do you ever wake up at a certain time and then say, are you talking to me? Uh, I, I woke up at 5.38. And I said, what? And immediately he said, Luke 5.38. Um, do you know what that's about? He says, no man basically uh, puts a new wine into an old wineskin. But he says he, he pours... He said, if he puts new wine into an old wineskin, the old wineskin will burst. And he just let me know that that he is, I mean, I, I see panic sometimes on the faces of people. You mean, we're not going to do church like we've done it before? It's going to be better. It's going to be much better. I was in a church um, up in Tohoka in February of this year since I was here. I was closing the service. It was a Sunday night. There was about 20 25 people and it was a healing service and one woman said i wish you'd pray for my grandson he's due to have a heart transplant and he's 16 years old 18 they said they're hoping that they can at least get him to 25 before they do the heart transplant and so i said she said would you pray i said sure we'll pray but before we pray let me ask some questions and the questions were simply uh, that came to my mind. Well, tell me about his family background. Well, his dad's had a heart transplant. His dad's two sisters have had heart transplants. His father died of heart. His grandfather died of heart problems. I went, oh, that's easy. This is a generational curse. And I said, let's just break it right now in the name of Jesus. And so I'm, I'm telling you a simple is this, I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we break this curse that's over this young man, and we say, you're not going to have him, and, he's, and we, we just ask you to restore his heart and his blood in Jesus' name. I don't even think I said anything about his blood. Anyway, he went back to the cardiologist. He, by the way, he was not in, in the meeting, but he went to the cardiologist that Wednesday for a pre-scheduled meeting. The cardiologist is going through his blood work and he said, man, something has happened to your blood. Something's happened to your blood. Am, am I too far forward? Okay. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, um, so basically he said, there is no longer a marker present in your blood that indicates you're going to have to have a transplant. He said, it's not there anymore. Nine months later, he just went back, uh, or six months later, he went back to the cardiologist. The cardiologist said, once again, no marker is present in your blood. And, and that same night, another woman, you know, and I'm thinking, we're, we're closing church. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you some of the best things happen a lot of times right before we go out the door? I mean, they really do. And we're thinking... Oh, we got to make sure we sung all these songs and we know, did we do it all in order? Did we get... Listen, 
I, I love those kids taking up that money and pouring it out on the floor and all that. And, you know, that's a real visual thing. I love the sounds, you know, the, the money. And, and then your, I guess that was your son that's standing there with uh, not knowing what to do with the bucket, right? After he, yeah. You'll have to straighten him out when you get him yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. In that, I'm, I'm obviously joking about that, you know. In other words, yeah. What did he say? That was, my brother. that was your brother. Okay. He did all right, really. You did too. Yeah, that's right. But but anyway, the same the same night another lady said I mean we were closing the service and she said, I wish you'd pray for my my uh I mean God was present to heal. And by the way, I went in kind of like this morning. I went in with my plan this morning. I mean I got up early, I stayed up late last night, getting some things ready. And but it's like the Lord said, that's none of that's important. None, none, none. And and what he really said to me, the most important thing is my presence among the people. And he said, he what he told me is that there are a lot of people here today and you're tired. That's what he told me. You're tired. And you're just going, OK, I'll go do the church thing. I'll stand up, sit down. Well, you know, fight, fight, fight. What is it? Whatever the thing is, you know, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. I'm thinking about football right now, probably. But. <laughs> Not in church, right? Fight, fight, fight. But, but anyway, that night, uh, this little lady, she said, would you pray for my daughter-in-law? She cannot get pregnant. And I had just shared this story how months earlier. See, here's what the Bible says. It says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So one reason I shared testimonies about what God's doing, because guess what? He wants to do it here. He wants to do it through you. He wants to do it through every one of you, by the way. So that we walk into a place and we know, wait a minute. I just walked into the door. But guess who walked in who lives inside of me? As a result, this place is now blessed because I'm here. Why did did God say that to Joshua? Every place you set the sole of your feet will be blessed. Can I tell you, it's not just because he set his affection upon us. He's done more than set his affection upon us. He's come to live and dwell in us. And so that when we go into a place, we don't go in there and think, oh, man, this is too big for me. It might be too big for you, but it's not too big for him. It's really not. He can do all. I can do all things who through Christ who strengthens me. And I want you to know something. God's not through with a four-square denomination. All I have to hear is that kind of report. Man, I love that kind of report. Hey, God's about to change church. You know? Aren't you kind of ready? Some of you are kind of... What you say? Oh, you are? Yeah. That's a pastor's wife of 25 years. She, she's saying, yeah, I'd like it a different way. Um, but anyway, this lady said, I wish you'd pray... I'd shared a testimony about a, I was praying on the phone with a woman in Mountain Home, Arkansas. And I don't think I shared that testimony last time I was here. But the, the woman was not present, but it was Debbie's cousin's wife who's in her 70s. And, and basically she and I were, on, she said, I wish you'd pray for my worship leader's, my, our assistant worship leader's wife. She can't get pregnant. She's had two embryo implants. She can't get pregnant. And I said, I'd, be, I'd love to. I said, get her on the phone. They were out of town. We got on the phone. This was like now a year and a half ago we were there. And uh, so I'm sure I was here between that time, but I don't know if I shared that. But 
But anyway, that, that girl, we were praying over the phone with her, and um, I felt tingling where a, a woman's uterus, that's how God triggers me. I feel in my body oftentimes what God's doing in somebody's body. I, I, I just do. I've done that for now 40 years just about. So, uh, you know, he works through people all kinds of different ways, but that's how he works with me. And so, so I, I was praying with her, and we just spoke life into her, into her uterus. She, she had, um, what's it called, Debbie, again? Endometriosis. And, and it's, it's a shedding of the line, lining of the uterus, and she couldn't ever stop. Her periods were all messed up. And so... So I prayed with her, but I felt tingling. I got off the phone with my my wife's cousin's wife, who's 72, who, by the way, she looked at me, she said, you're not going to believe this. She said, I've had a complete hysterectomy. And where my uterus was, I was tingling too. I went, really? So I knew that God was going to do something. Do you know that that lady delivered a baby boy back in June of this year? Delivered a baby boy. She got pregnant. Well, I was sharing that story in Tohoka, the same church. Now I'm back to that night. This woman said, I wish you'd pray for my daughter-in-law. She cannot get pregnant. Well, I started praying. And the moment I began to pray, I felt pain right here, my left front side. I said, I said, what is it? And the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. He said, it is her. She has a cyst on her left ovary. And that's the reason she can't get pregnant. Well, I just released that word to her mother-in-law. And I said, I think she's got a cyst on her left over. That's what I believe the Lord showed me. And she called her when she got home. And the daughter-in-law broke into tears. And she said, I've gone to the doctor. He told me just this week I have a cyst on my left ovary. Well, they called me two weeks later and they said, we have more news. We found out it's not just our daughter-in-law who can't get pregnant, but our son is a contributing factor. He has problems too. Well, I was a biology major, so I remember a few parts of the body and names of the parts of the body. And Plus, I'm a 62-year-old man, so I know a few parts of the body. But anyway, uh, you don't have to be a biology major, right? But anyway, so anyway, I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, he has an infected epididymis. And some of you are going, I don't know what that is, but it, I, it doesn't sound like it's good to have one. <clears throat> Try to get to where I won't do that noise. Um, anyway, I knew from biology that an epididymis is a seminal vesicle that carries sperm. And I, I knew as a result that, the, that there was a possibility. So they got on the phone with me from Tahoka, and then their daughter and son-in-law were in another city, and we're praying over the phone. I'm praying with his mother-in-law, uh, her mother-in-law and father-in-law, and the two of them. And I'm praying that God would heal the epididymis and the infection. Do you know that within, within the month they were pregnant? And they're delivering a baby boy this Christmas. They are. Now listen, I want you to know something. God wants to explode miracles in this church. I'm giving right now, this is a prophetic word. God wants to explode miracles in this church, but He wants to do it with one purpose only. Not to show you off, but to show off how good 
His Son is. And how good our Father is. You know, Ronnie Mabin stood by my bedside at the Midland Hospital when Debbie and I first moved to Greenwood here now 27 and a half years ago. And Ronnie saw me writhing in the bed with a kidney stone. And I was going, I remember he was like, oh, Brother Paul. He said, oh, Brother Paul, I I wish there was some way I could help you. I wish there was some way I could help you. I said, well, pray, bro. You you know, you know. But, But I'll tell you what. I'm telling you this, and I want to go back to you, Ashley. God is coming on you, girl, like you have not believed. And, and all I could think about when I looked at you and your husband, I could think of your, your mom and your dad back there. And I'm telling you, the seed that you've sown, I'm telling you, God is, is going to mightily, mightily encourage you. I, see, I saw such creativity coming forth from you, Ashley. I, just, I see a real baptism of encounters. You're going to have nighttime encounters with Jesus and His Spirit and, and you and your husband. God's going to really bless the two of you. And you're, you're not going to, it's not like you're not going to be going, well, we don't know what to do because it's not going to really matter. You're just going to follow Him. Whatever He says, what, you mean we're going to Poland, Lord? Okay, well, I'm going to Poland. If you're coming with me. In other words, if you're, if, in other words whatever God puts out and directs you to do, that's what, that is what changes the world. See, let me tell you, too long, what's happened is that we've come to church and we just, we, we go through the same ritual all the time. And we think because we've gone through the ritual that God's happy with it. But people everywhere, I mean, just like you said, nobody, I mean, all I have to do, this church is about the same, maybe a few less than last time I was here. And, but, but that's, I'm not worried about that. Because I, I know that all it really takes is an encounter with the Lord and God's people and suddenly everything changes. Everything changes. And so I, I, as I was looking around today, I looked at this young lady who's, uh, are you uh, about to have a baby? I thought so. Yeah. Um, but I want to I sing over you. I felt like the Lord and my heart just went towards you when I looked at your face. So I just want to sing a song of the Lord. Uh, this, is a, this is like a song, the Lord giving me this song in this moment for you. What's your name? Rowan. Rowan, Rowan okay. You can come to me in the morning. You can come to me. I hear you, I know your voice, I know your life. You can walk with me through the fire, I'll walk with you through life. Just come to me, I'll rearrange your destiny. Yes, I can be trusted for your life. You are my bride. 
When the Lord woke me up this week, and He woke me up 5.38, He, he, he told me that, go to Luke 5.38, and, and then He told me these, this scripture for this church and for this hour. And this is, this is more than just for this church. It's literally, it goes along with what you heard while you were away. Sorry, I know that's what it is. I'm disobeying the rules. I'm back from here. Um, the microphone rules is you don't get in front of the speaker, right? So, um, but here, here's what it is. It's, it's, it's Song of Solomon, chapter 8, and I believe it's verse 5. I believe it is. And here's what it says. Who is this I see coming up out of the wilderness and leaning on her beloved? Can I tell you what the world is waiting to see? The world is waiting to see Christ in you, the hope of glory. The world's waiting to see, Narda, it's not that we've got all the answers. We just know the answer. Him. We know Him. We don't even have, you know, somebody, I was in a meeting yesterday and somebody asked me a question. And I didn't know the answer. You know, I can still remember when I was teaching high school, I had somebody tell me that, you know, if you don't know the answer, well, act like you do. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't act like I did. I, I just would say, I'll have to get back to you on that one. It's, it's okay that we don't have all the answers, but, but the biggest thing is we know He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And what He started in us, He will complete until the day of His coming. He is going to present a bride that's pure and spotless without fault 
wrinkle or blemish. He's coming for a bride that looks like him. But you know, one of the, one of the things that I can assure you this morning, it, it, it is having complete confidence in him. That's why the bride is leaning on her beloved. See, it's not leaning on, you know, it's not leaning on what we know or our college degree or our, our bank account. It's leaning on the fact, you know what, I know somebody and he is the creator of this whole thing. And he is, he's not only the creator, he's, he, he, he created it with one purpose in mind. To, di- to display to you and I how much he loves us. You know, I was driving across a bridge. I was, in 28, I was 28 years old and was, when I was teaching school also. I taught chemistry and biology, by the way. I loved explosions. That's my big... <laughs> love to make explosions, you know. And I went to the school that I went to. I really had to... I mean, they had... I don't know if anybody here... Anybody here a chemist? Okay. Oh, okay. You are? Okay. Do you, or do, is that what you do for a living? Okay. But you, you know chemistry. Okay. But, but you, you know chemistry. Well, do you know what it's like to put a strong acid next to a strong base? It's... Alright? Strong acids and strong bases are explosive. And they can literally catch... The, well, when I went into this inner city school in Jacksonville, Florida, they had the strong acids right next to the strong bases, and the strong bases were coming out of the containers right next to the acids. I mean, we could have had a major fire. The whole chemistry lab could have blown up. But what I did, I had enough sense. I, I did well in chemistry, okay, you know, but... I knew enough to know you don't allow those two things to come together. And so I, I got them apart and separated and I organized the lab and I probably saved an explosion. But, but see, we have a Father in Heaven that when we don't have the answer, I was told, you know, stand up in front of everybody and tell them when you, tell them, just act like, you know, because they need to follow somebody that looks like he knows what they're doing. And, and can I, I say what our job is, is to point to Him in everything we do. In everything we do. Everything we say. Everything that we are. You know, when we, when our children, for instance, they see and they're looking at mom and dad and there's not enough money in the bank to pay the bills. Man, by the way, we've, we've been there. But we've also seen the incredible, incredible ability of God. You know, one time... I was living when, after we've moved to Dallas and I've been, we've been trusting God now for the last six, well, five and a half years. And we, we've done that at other times of our marriage for our income. But I was really, I mean, Debbie, I, it, was, it was about three in the morning. And I could hear her downstairs sobbing her guts out. And she's crying. Oh God, we're not going to make it. This we, there's no answer. There's, we can't. And I heard her crying, and I thought I gotta go down there and, you know, you know, be honest with you. If it caught me on the right day, I'd have gone down there and cried with her. You know what I mean? But just so happy that I was the man of faith at that hour. You know what I mean? And so I go down there. I said, God's going to do something, Debbie. I don't know what He's going to do, but He's going to step into what seems to be an impossible situation. He's going to turn it around. Can I say this to you? I know there's a lot of bad news on the TV about what this nation. About this nation, the destiny of America, and how it's all crumbling. Can I say this to you? 
It's coming from people largely that do not know God. And they don't know His ability to turn the sea into dry land. They don't know His ability to turn around a circumstance. By the way, and get greater glory. Why did Jesus say, you know, Father, I thank you when Lazarus died. He said, Father, I thank you that this has not happened so much, but, but to reveal your glory. Can I, can, I, can I say this to you? It, God knows the precise moment to step right into your circumstances and turn it around. And he knows how to do it. He knows, he, he, he knows how to cause your heart to leap for joy because God did it. Well, that morning, I went down to Debbie. I said, God's going to do something. And then I went back to bed, I think. And I think I, I can't remember if I maybe, I... maybe she went back to bed. I don't remember all the story. But, but anyway, we got up the next morning. And, and um, about 9 o'clock, my phone rang. And it was a pastor from up in Denison, the top of right above Dallas. And he said... Hey man, I, our elders got together last night and they were saying uh, they indeed do want you to come to our church and minister. And I'm thinking, hey, minister, love offering, I have pay bills. You know, I'm thinking all this. I'm thinking all those things. And and I said, well, how soon? He said, how soon uh, would you like me, to, like me to come? He said, well, how about this Sunday? And I said, that would be perfect. Well, that was one thing. And then I went on my internet and I found out a, a person had, had emailed me and said, uh, I live over in, uh, near Abilene in Brown, is it Brownwood? Brownwood, yeah. And said, we, we have a little church over here and we were just wondering, do you still go out and sing and, and preach and do that kind of thing? I said, I'm thinking, yeah, I do. And so I emailed her. And then, and then I got another thing that happened. I, I, now I can't even recall what the third thing was, but there were three answers within an hour and a half that came to me that morning. And I'll never forget, I walked out of our bedroom onto the landing outside of our bedroom. We have a two-story home. And I walked onto the landing, and I'm telling you, it's, I, it was like God just finished my all of my wondering, my pondering, and he said this to me. He said, you forgot to factor in God. You know what? Can I tell you what? Do you know what, you know what begins to happen when the bride gets to find out that he really indeed does love us? Do you know what's going to happen to that? That is going to be a bride that is suddenly going to be attractive to the world. Can I tell you why? I'm, 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 I, hear me now, because this is prophetic, what I'm saying. The real reason the church is not really seeing a lot of people come into it right now is because the bride is not yet dressed and adorned. But one of the things that causes the bride to go over the top is answered prayer, the goodness of God. He's a good, good father. And he, he comes through and suddenly our eyes are opened and we find out that everything he says he is, he is and more. And when we find that, and when we're, when we're dressed with that, you know, my, my wife, I'm just going to brag on something that happened yesterday. I sent her out to Steinmart. Y'all, don't ever send your wife to Steinmart, you know? You know what I mean? But 
She came home about two hours later. Yeah, you aren't kidding, uh oh. Well, she came in the door. I said, okay, now what happened? I mean, I get, I get, men, do you get scared when your wife stays gone a long time shopping? You know? So she comes in and she's got, it wasn't this shirt, but she had eight shirts for me, or nine. And uh, I said, would you pay for all of that? I said, you better be prepared. We're going to be taking some of this back. But you know what she told me? I could not believe it. Every shirt she bought, I'm talking about $40 shirts, $2 a piece. She had coupons. She had a 75%. First they marked everything down 60%. And then she had a 75% coupon off of that. I went, amen is right, bro. I mean, that, that, that right there. That's the kind of time you say, you can shop for a while. You know? It's a, by the way, that's the first time that's ever happened in, in 27 and a half years of marriage. You know? But, but all I'm saying to you is, I, I mean, we were staying here in town and, in a motel, and I just looked at her and I thought, man, God is good. I mean, to get, because I, I, I was prepared to send it all back. And then when I found out, I, I mean, it wasn't slouch stuff either. I mean, it was, it was like some of what you guys are wearing, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but it, it, it just let me know he has a way to turn things around and encourage you. And Ash, Ashley, I want to say it again. There's something coming for you from heaven. I, I just I feel it, and 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 not not just it's not just for you, but God is going to raise you up even more as a mouthpiece to to women, to men. Uh, you you just mark it down, but it's all going to come out of your love for your husband, your love for your family, and mainly your love for him. But there's there's such such incredible promise in the two of you guys. I'm so excited for the two of you. Yeah, and your boys are all right too, you know. Yeah, he gave me that little funny look. But, but you know, my goal today, again, I, I came in today and I, I, wanna, I, I am going to share a few songs with you off the new album. I've, I've done some. But, um, I mean, our girl, can you imagine if these, see, what grade are you in, honey? Seventh, Seventh grade and you? Fifth, Fifth and... Ninth? Eighth. Eighth, ninth. Are these all your kids? Minus one other than you. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, part of you. And then you got one down here sleeping? Yeah, wow, that's great. What a blessing to have a big family. Do you know that our son Daryl is having his seventh baby at the end of this month? And guess where grandma, my, my wife, is going? He's in France. He's, yeah, he's in France. And she's flying to France on air miles. He's a doctor. So he's got a bunch of miles. And she's flying to gonna go over and see that baby. I don't know why they want to do that. But going over there to see that grandbaby, you know. And, but l- listen, can I say this to you? Can you begin to get excited that you have a heavenly father who is so, he's so in love with these children. 
All the time, brother. He is so in love with you. He, he is so in love with you. He does not want you to panic. He does not want you to be weary. You know, I heard, I don't know if this is a true story or not, but I like it, and so I use it. But it's, it's a story of a, of a group of people in a small fishing boat, and there's probably 20 of them, and there's a, it's one of those small enough, they have a downstairs and upstairs, and they're out at sea, and there's a big storm that comes up. And people are really worried, we're going to capsize, we're going to die. And I'm telling you, that's, I see it everywhere I go. I see that spirit in churches everywhere I go. People are panicking, they're worried, they're, you know, our co- economy is going to crush. You know what? All I want to say, He's going to show up. He's going to show up. He's going to show out. And by the way, He's going to demonstrate. You know, um, who, who did win the Texas game yesterday? Come, listen to that. Did they get, did, did, was it 50 to 7? No, that was the week before. That was the week before. Oh. You mean that was the bad game the week before? What, did they lose the, that one? Ooh, okay. I saw it on the bank sign when we drove by. So they won yesterday. So, so the Texas people are happy today. Yeah. For now. There you go. Yeah. Another day. Well, I'm rooting for the Rangers. I'm telling you, that's who I am. A big Ranger fan. Uh, we actually, well, I won't go down that road. But, but anyway, here, here's the thing. We are living at a time that the glory of God is going to fill the church. And let, can I say what the church is? It's exactly what your pastor said this morning. Thank God for the leadership of the Living Way Church and, and the person of the four square denomination to say, what we're doing isn't working. We've got to do something different. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm an example of somebody who's going into the highways and byways. Do you know that I'm in 16 to 20 living facilities every month now? Senior living facilities. And I sing to these people. And I'm watching some of them get healed. I'm watching demons manifest in some of these people. I mean, I'm seeing the power of God to change a circumstance and situation. I watch staff people in these places where I go to sing. And the presence of God comes in there through the worship. You know what worship is to older people and older generation, by the way? I mean, as much as we love our songs, do you know what? Come on. What do you think worship is to a lot of the older people? It's what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to Him and God in prayer. Everything to God in prayer. See, I'm, I'm trying to speak the language of people everywhere I go, but I know this. There's nothing that can... Nothing takes the place of the language of the activity of the presence of the Holy Spirit loosed in a place. And that's what God wants to do this morning. He wants to, he wants to energize that button in you. He wants to turn that on in you so that you're saying it's not important so much that we do all these things that were the ritual of the church. But but instead, what it is, is that we meet with God. Debbie and I were recently invited to believe it or not. Do you know that there is a charismatic Episcopal church denomination? I'm serious. Yeah, that's what I said when I got invited. 
They, they told me, they, they said, we love your song, I know the plans. And they've been singing it. And, and so I went to Florida and sang in this church and they gave me the whole service. I mean, they walked in with their robes on and they had their senses, you know, just like the Catholic church and the smoke is going flying there. You know, the, and, but you know, rather than me going, you're not supposed to be doing that. Haven't you been to the four square denomination before? You know, you know, you know. You know, my goal is not to try to make people like, well, I think they should be. But you know what I did? I went in and I shared healing stories. I shared, they gave me the service right after they completed a lot of their ritual. And I wasn't there to try to find fault with them and say it's got to be this way. I just loved them where they were. And, and I'm, I'm telling you what happened. I mean, one elderly man came up. He could not raise his hands above this. I prayed for him. Instantly his arms went up for the first time in years. One woman had fibromyalgia. They sent me this story that the next day she, they said she had nerve pain. I said, what was her issue? They said, well, she had fibromyalgia. I said, what'd she do? She said the next day she went out and did a 5K walk run with no pain. Yeah, and I'm telling you, brother, come up here, the two of you. Come up here. Um, I just, I just love you both. I love your humility. I love the giftedness. I love the fact that you want Jesus to get the glory. So Lord, I just speak today over the two of them. I pray Lord that you will lose the gifts more and more in this house. Brother, I say to you, you are the gatekeeper in this house along with your wife. And when you lose something in the house, it lose, is open to every person in the house. So, Lord, we just, I just loose over them signs and wonders and miracles and words of knowledge and wisdom, direction, anointing. No longer worried and, and are even concerned. And I don't believe, I've talked to your pastor a number of times. I know he's not worried. So, but, but no longer picking up the, the worries of other people. Because he spends enough time with you and he just hears from you. Lord, I, I thank you so much for Ashley and her beautiful spirit or her heart. We thank you, Lord, for great anointing coming over the children, over the parents. And Lord, today as a church, we break the spirit of hopelessness. We attack the spirit of hopelessness. We attack it in Jesus' name over Midland. We attack it over the, the police uh, we thank you so much for this vision of, of ministering and washing the feet of the policemen in this city. Thank you, Lord. We say that Midland will rise. When Midland will rise because God will see to it. He will see to it in Jesus' name that every plan and purpose you have for this, this, this city and for this church, that you will do it in Jesus' name. Thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and sit down. Um, I'm really not going...